the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, welcome. I am Jennifer Jackson, and I know that you have so much to juggle. You're juggling your home, your job, your family, and it, your health. It can be overwhelming, but I want to encourage you today that God is in the midst of it all and that it's all possible. In fact, simply walking with God is the difference between an empty life and a full life. And today we're going to be talking about resurrecting dead things in our lives and that God wants to do that. He's a resurrecting God. He renews, he restores, he resurrects. And there are some things in your life and in my life that are dead. And he wants to resurrect those places. That's kind of what he does. He's in the business of doing that. And our memory verse for today is John eleven twenty five, And this is the words of Jesus. I love memorizing words directly from the Bible that are Jesus's words. And so here we go. You ready? It says, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus. That's John eleven twenty five. And so I want to pray this verse out loud over you today. It's a, we'll just say, dear Jesus, you are the resurrection and the life. I believe because of you, I have victory over death. And because of you, I have victory over the dead things in my life. You are resurrecting them. Thank you for my believing heart. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but what is your most loved song? to sing in the shower, or do you blast your music in your car with the wind in your hair? I I have a convertible. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, I was never a car girl. I always had a Honda that we would have forever or just a, a little Toyota. I just wanted to get in the car, turn the key, and go from point A to point B. <laughs> but for my, I think, I guess it was my 29th anniversary, maybe my 28th, I don't remember, but Doyle, my husband Doyle bought me an old convertible. It's a 2013 and it is great. It's white. It was used. And he's like, you're going to love it. So it's a Volkswagen and it has this engine. I never knew that I would like a car that would go fast. And I tell you what, this car has been so much fun and I have to watch it or I'll just and speed all over the place. So I have to always be conscious because you can just pass anyone super fast. And he's, he's also kind of on my case because I will put that top down 
if it's winter, if it's rainy, I just want that top down. And I love it because for me, I have this little place. It's like a secret hiding place. And I drive and sing, worship and sing and sing my heart out. And so, yeah, that's my question. Do you have, do you ever like roll down your windows, put the sunroof up and have just blast music for me? There's something about worshiping God that resurrects these dead things in my life. And it's like when I sing his word and when I sing uh, lyrics about God, it just declares over my life who he is. I'm just reminded of his power. I'm reminded of his goodness. I'm reminded of everything that he does. And so that's the challenge today is that part of God resurrecting dead things in your life is as you begin to worship him, as you begin to sing, and as you begin to sing out loud, there's some kind of power in word. And there's something about proclaiming out loud with our mouth, the goodness of God and his word, that it it makes your life come alive. And so I, I challenge you today to do that. And to begin to do that through song and through worship as part of your Christian life, just as part of your walk, what an easy way to enter into his presence. You know, it says that in Psalms that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So, you know, you had that, the temple, you had the outer court, you had the middle area, and then you had the holy of holies. So he says, you enter the gates with thanksgiving. So when you're When you're singing and you're praising, you're saying, God, I thank you. Thank you for today. And then you go a little bit closer to God when you enter his gates with praise. And then then you actually, because of the cross, you get to go to the Holy of Holies. It says that on the cross, that curtain was ripped in two. So in the Old Testament, they had to actually wait outside the Holy of Holies and send a priest in. But no. When Jesus died on the cross, he ripped that curtain and we can go right in straight in. That's why you pray in Jesus name. That's why there's power in singing the name of Jesus. There's power in praying in the name of Jesus because you go right in to the holy of holies. Let's look at this verse. Psalm 86, 9 says all the nations you have made and they will come and they will worship before you, Lord They will bring glory to your name. I love that. That's Psalm 86, 9. And so here's our sentence prayer. And you can pray this today throughout your day. It is, Lord, resurrect what is dead within me. Bring it to life. So you're thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know what's dead within me, right? Like, Jennifer, that's weird. I'm walking around. I'm. I'm whatever you're doing right now. Maybe you are on your iPod earbuds and you're running at the park or something. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you are at your desk or in your car, but there are things in your life that are dead. Maybe it is a relationship that God needs to resurrect or restore with a child, with a parent. Maybe something dead in your life is just, you used to be close to God used to talk to him about everything, and now you've filled that space. You've filled it with other things, with distractions and busyness and other. There are so many ways we can fill that time, isn't there? 
And so that kind of that prayer life has died or maybe the worship life has died. Maybe you haven't been to church in a year because of coronavirus. And so you've been at home and you've forgotten what it was like to worship with all of your Christian friends. You know, at the church next door, that's the church that my husband Doyle and I, uh, we are a part of. He's the pastor and it's on the far west side of Columbus. We have been encouraged in this season because we did outdoor services, indoor services. So there's both options and of course online. But, you know, I've learned that with online, it's good. It's really, really good and it's really important. But at the same time, there's something missing because it's that fellowship piece. It's being together in worship. It's being together with God, with your fellow believers. And so if you have missed that, I just challenge you to go back, even if you need to go to an outdoor service and space out or or whatever your condition is that you need to be extra cautious. I get that. Or maybe it's not about caution at all. It's just about you've been at the soccer field and you've been at the at the Costco. <laughs> I don't know where you've been, <laughs> but you know the church, the church is so important. And so get to church and see what God's going to resurrect inside of you. There's a song that I was singing. It's 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 a great song. I've been singing it in the kitchen and it, it's in the crushing in the press, pressing. You are making new wine. Where there is new wine, there is new power. And that's the lyric. And, you know, I think about it's it, sometimes it's in the hard times. It's in the difficulties that if we can sing, it's almost like there's a frog in your throat. You just can't get it out because it's the hardest thing to do because you're in a hard place. But once you open that mouth and you get it out, God begins to move. And I think the powerful thing about worshiping and singing is that the enemy, we have an enemy, Satan, he prowls around like a roaring lion, says in First Peter, tries to scare us half to death, but he can't live in praise. He can't harass you when you're praising God. He can't bug you anymore in the midst of that. And so some of the things that the enemy has tried to keep down, keep you defeated, maybe, you know, he's made you feel like you're a failure or like you're just never good enough. You're just never going to do enough, be enough, have enough, say enough, whatever. Those are the lies that this enemy he tries to just to kill us with. And as you begin to worship God with your heart, it he can't live there and you get that freedom. So, you know, what does it look like to live a life that worships God and how do we get there? How do we get there when we've had such long waits or walk through such pain? Well, it starts in your heart. So no matter what your pain, your circumstance, your burden and your path, no one can walk it for you. And I think that's the real challenge, isn't it? Not your spouse, not your parents, not your surgeon, not your grandparents, We have to decide ourselves to make a decision in our heart to choose to give God our heart, to choose to worship God with our mouth. You know, God's word says that we uh, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. And so there's so much power on confessing who he is with our mouth. So when we give God our heart and we choose to place Jesus At the center of our life, we can begin to release this grip on our pain and our circumstances, on our burdens. 
and we begin to adjust our hearts toward finding the steady, calm, peace-filled Jesus who is always there. He is always there for you, even in the midst of the chaos of your life. You know, this discipline, it's a shift in attitude, and it's a commitment within your heart that will allow you to live a life of worship, no matter what is going on around you and no matter what task you have before you. So a worshipful heart, it's a heart that is centered on Jesus. And, you know, a worshipful heart, you can sing to God. And it's one way that you can live close to God is just to sing and to worship him. You know, it's not about the sound of your voice. The Bible says, make a joyful noise. <laughs> you don't have to be a good singer to praise God. You can even just tell him out loud and praise him that way. It's kind of like the first time you said out loud that you loved someone. So we want to just praise him today. Praise him. He's our God. He's our King. He's our Savior. He wants to resurrect those dead places in your life. So stay right here. We don't want you to go anywhere. The second half of the show is coming up today, and we have a powerful guest, a wonderful story, and it's a great interview. We will be right back. You do not want to miss the second half of the show. <laughs> 